everybody. Hey. <laughs> this is Zach. And this is Stuart. Uh, and this is a main show um, episode. This is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, or hashtag Best Spider-Man. Yeah, this is definitely one of the uh, uh, strongest Spider-Mans I've seen before. Spoilers on my review. Yeah, spoilers on my side as well, because I mean, yeah, I, I did put hashtag best Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Not to sound like a creeper, but which costume are you wearing? Uh, I am just wearing the OG uh, Spider-Man outfit. Uh, without, oh, that's your favorite? Yeah, without the um, the mask, just so I can talk and it won't be all mumbly. Yeah, I think I feel more like um, uh, Peter B. Parker, uh, you know, which... I really wanted to cosplay sometime is just the Spider-Man shirt and then sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ringing doorbells with your uh, webs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I guess we can just kick into it. This is um, uh, 2018 is when it came out. It's a $90 million budget, mm-hmm. um, $375.5 million box office. Um Rotten Tomatoes has a 97% cinema score has a plus Metacritic is 87 out of a hundred, which I want to know who wrote the bad reviews because Metacritic just compiles everything. Yeah. Um, and then post track, um, is 90%, which is kind of like a cinema score. Like they, they check with people as they're leaving theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So the, uh, the thing with this movie is that they, Sony, employed between 150 to 200 animators i couldn't find a specific number and a lot of that is probably doubled up and for different sections and things like that but um the basically what the artists would do for this movie is they would take rendered frames from cg animators and then work on top of them in 2d so that each individual frame in this movie feels like a comic panel yeah i mean it does have that kind of like spec feeling to it i will say it did take my eyes a little bit of adjusting to get used to the style like for the first like five minutes but after i kind of got used to it um it was really uh i think a great use of animation yeah whenever i watch it it's it's usually about the time his dad picks him up in the cop car before I'm like, okay, all right, I can watch this yeah. now and not get queasy. Um, because that, and, and the reason for that is, is uh, one of the things they did is they didn't do any motion blurring, which is what you would do for a standard animation. Mm-hmm. Um, they used a lot of motion smearing um, mm-hmm. in this. And the reason for that is because of what happens later in the movie. They just did it for the entire film. Yeah. But um, basically what that means is that there's a a varied frame rate um, of either 24 or 12 frames per second. Yeah. um, Depending on who's in screen. So sometimes it'll be in the same shot. Like Spider-Man Noir is always animated at about 12 frames a second. So he looks more stilted and like newspapery i guess mm-hmm. um and then everyone else is animated at a regular speed um except for penny um, penny parker's uh, animated slightly faster yeah um, um spider gwen uh well so spider gwen has a little bit more uh of a motion blur effect on her yeah this but she's like... running at a similar frame rate okay um because i know that her animation is a little bit smoother just to sort it of is. give her that like you know um dancer-esque quality yeah graceful mm-hmm. um movement with mm. with that so yeah all all of the individual spider-mans in this are running at different frame rates um because yeah like I, I saw i couldn't get a specific number but uh penny parker is animated slightly faster spider-man more is the slowest animated yeah um and then everyone else pretty much falls into that 24 frame a second um flow which is is what the the backgrounds and the regular characters in the movie are are animated at yeah um so obviously there was a lot of care that went into making this this feel like a comic yeah and it 
it's one of like Sony's, I guess, best Spider-Mans. Um, even in yeah. like the opening shots, they even poke fun of themselves with um, <laughs> references to the bad Spider-Man movies that they made with um, yeah Tony McGuire. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. Yeah, yeah. he um he's kind of persona non grata in Hollywood uh for some Me Too stuff. Um but uh like because they they wanted to use him until that surfaced and mm-hmm. so like Chris Pine is the voice of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um in this. Yeah. And uh um, But yeah, you're right. They poked a, a lot of fun at like the Andrew Garfield cuz I thought it would have been funny if they got Andrew Garfield to say a few lines. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, which Amazing Spider-Man, those movies weren't bad. They just, they weren't very good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's, you know, it is really like, I guess, nice to sort of see a, um, a studio kind of acknowledge or acknowledge their like flaws and stuff like that, where they're like, okay, this wasn't like one of our best showings um yeah like the the tap dancing spider-man from <laughs> yeah yeah and it was you know it was clever to sort of see them um throw in some memes and everything like that like it, it felt like they were very self-aware of what they, they were is since... yeah i mean what i loved um which you know, obviously you've, you've seen this or, or why would you be listening? Um, because we don't really do recaps. We just talk about things we like for this. Um, the bit at the end in the post credits. Oh yeah. With the Spider-Man pointing. Yeah. The Spider-Man pointing meme, the, yeah. the way they worked, um, Spider-Man 2099 in there. Yeah. Like, I just love that they did the Spider-Verse story. Like that's, that's such a weird place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, they're not like starting anywhere. Like I feel like everyone knows Spider Man now. Yeah, so. and that was one of the things that was nice was you know with the whole story, the writing's fantastic. Um, I yeah, think it's the, absolutely fantastic. The yeah. writing is great, and um, it's nice because they don't have to kind of like retell this story. A yeah. lot of people know who Spider Man is. So they don't have to spend a lot of time just being like, oh, you know, here's the background story. Here's everything. And it's, you know, when you do get introduced to the new Spider-Mans, it's a very like quick flow of of who they are and everything along those lines. Which even there, I feel like they're kind of poking fun at, at comic book movies doing that because each one of them starts with like, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like okay um it's like okay this is like the fifth time we've seen this okay i point taken yeah <laughs> we don't need to know how you came about yeah but uh, like, except they did not do that with uh spider-man noir because i don't know if you've read that comic but oh my god yeah, uh, it's pretty dark it's it's really dark yeah um, and that's interesting because like all of the spider-mans from the different uh spider-verses are actual spider people like they actually had their own you know series uh comics like they didn't pull any particular person who is you know that they just like made up or anything like that yeah like all of them have existed in some form or or uh another Mm -hmm. um yeah obviously miles morales and and peter parker but but uh yeah gwen stacy is kind of the the front runner spider family member at mm-hmm. this point um spider ham i think has been a i think spider ham had his own like kitty comic like way back in the 70s yeah i think that's what most people point to when they're like i don't understand this this is spider ham is that an actual spider Person? yes it is and yeah. I, I feel like john mulaney is the perfect voice for that because I, I don't know if you've like seen his stand-up but he speaks in a very old like he's a very old tiny comic mm-hmm. like very vaudeville type hmm. um and so like even his delivery comes across like old 50s comedians yeah. and so like he's he's the perfect person to voice spider ham oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Penny Parker is the anime girl um, in the uh, spider suit. Mm -hmm. um, sort of the mecha. It yeah, me, so um, she was created by... Vibe. Oh, she, she's... Do what? Oh, I was just saying she gives me diva vibes from Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. Well, so she was created by um, Gerard... I think Gerard Way created her for one of the one of the the alternate lines mm -hmm. um that they were putting out in the maybe mid to late 2000s um and then let's see spider-man noir i've already said uh obviously nick cage yeah. uh, is another very good person to voice that that spider-man yeah <laughs> it it fits with the uh the story of Spider-Man Noir, because like that, that Spider-Man is a detective. Um, I want to say that his storyline, the one that sticks out in my head or involved people being ground into meat. Oh. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not surprising to me that they didn't like, let's start at the beginning with, with Nick Cage's Spider-Man. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, like the, the animation um, techniques that they used in this, even like, especially towards the end of the film during the, the kind of like LSD breakdown scene at the end where everything is fractal um, and, you know, use, use, it uses black to highlight negative energy mm -hmm. space. Like that's a, that's a, an, a, uh, an illustration technique that I was seeing online. It actually has a name called the Kirby crackle. Oh. Jack Kirby would would use black to emphasize negative energy mm -hmm. um, and kind of use white to highlight things. So it's 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 kind of a reversal of what you see in a lot of uh, illustration. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, where you're highlighting what's not there as opposed to what is there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really like how they mix that into... Um, scenes for the film and i really like how they animated um certain characters like kingpin just being this giant square <laughs> yeah i mean he was very like blocky and everything and it was cool to see some of the, like the villains too like um yeah green goblin was especially surprising the first time i saw this yeah. I was like, whoa what is that like i've i've not read any comic lines where he looks like that but okay yeah so it was really cool, and it was really cool to see uh, uh, Miles, too. Like, they did yeah. a really fantastic job on his, like, character design and everything. Um, I know that they probably took, like, great care to just make sure that, you know, he represented what um, a lot of people um, have come to expect from that particular character. Yeah, well, and, and the thing that I really liked about it two is is miles relationship with his family his his family yeah um especially his his uncle you know like with the first time he goes over and he sneaks over to his his uncle's place mm -hmm. and it's just like oh like like they it, it's interesting how they use music to to identify oh uh, yeah i mean how old like someone is generationally like yeah. they have miles listening to like a pop star from today and then you know his uncle's cranked up you know notorious yeah <laughs> um, i mean i think the music was fantastic in this uh yeah it was really movie, really well done the way that they used it and everything it, yeah the soundtrack to this is is really good mm -hmm. yeah i've um i've got a couple of songs on my uh on my phone just to listen to a couple and just even like the shots too there's like a great shot of when he finally kind of like is able to take on that mantle of spider-man where he's yeah. falling but he's falling upside down where he's actually like climbing um i thought yeah, that was it a... looks really cool mm -hmm. yeah and you could tell like a lot of people took the time and did the research and really put in the love into this um into this movie and i think it paid it paid out like a lot of people that i've talked to really enjoy this movie like well luckily they're making a sequel yeah which is 
it's interesting because it's going to be interesting to see how they ride the wave of this particular movie if it ends up being kind of like i i always worry about sequels a little bit just because you know you're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle and sometimes people can do it it depends if you have like the right um director and everything or the right writers but um yeah it'll be interesting to sort of see what kind of ideas they bring with spider-man being so diverse and well known uh you could really go in any sort of direction with it yeah yeah absolutely um i i see i feel like they're going to take the time with the sequel i i don't think that they're going to rush this out because i feel like they realize if they put out a shitty product they're they're not going to get rewarded for it yeah or i would hope that they they know that at this point mm-hmm. um but but yeah all, all of the character designs in this are great um tombstone being a henchman is a really nice pull um the i i really like how they use the marvel ultimates as villains Mm -hmm. um like olivia octavius yeah that was a a really interesting spin on uh that character um yeah well and did you catch the line where like i think now they've come out and said yeah that's what we were implying is is that aunt may and Liv used to be like used to like hook up no, no, I think because like when when uh, they're they're in Aunt May's house, uh, Doctor Octopus basically says, "My friends call me Live," mm-hmm. um, and when they're attacking uh, Aunt May's house, um, one of the things Aunt May says is, "Hello, Live," and uh-huh. like the way she says it is like there's a lot of loathing in the way that she says it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, apparently the screenwriters came out and were like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we were really playing for. Huh. Yeah. Um, I really like the idea of a spider cave in the back. Yeah. Um, that was really interesting. <laughs> this is probably one of the better Aunt Mays too. Yeah. Like she's a very capable Aunt May, not like a frail sort of person that you have to protect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's not like I, I remember when I first started reading Spider-Man comics, it was with old Aunt May, like where it I was always confused as a kid, like because I was very young when I started reading, because it was like that's that's like a grandmother, right? Yeah. Like that's not an aunt. Aunt can't ants can't look like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, I, I feel like this this um does a lot of justice to the 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 comics that it's it's based on um especially with the way the actors portray their their specific roles in this Mm -hmm. movie they they um it really lives up to what i think a lot of fans would argue a a spider-man movie should be yeah and that's sort of the thing is it feels like a comic book like there's a lot of um there's a lot of scenes where you get like the spidey sense where it's actually like lines coming from his head. Um, you get like, you know, action cat, like words with the pals and it really does feel like it's drawn. just from a comic and everything like that. Like they really lean heavy on the whole like comic aspect. And I think it just, it pays off and it's, really awesome to sort of see that yeah absolutely it's it's no surprise that this movie paid off as well as it did for them Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's interesting to see them like you know do so well at this particular movie and then like you know kind of i guess like drop the ball on other spider-man movies it's yeah. like if your other Spider-Man movies were like as good as this movie, then, you know, people would be super happy. But yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I was not a fan of uh, Far From Home. I, I feel like Sony outdid Marvel. Yeah, um, no, I Spider-Man think, movies. Yeah, I do think that. Um, 
I love Homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming is fantastic. It's good. Yeah. Um, and again, I uh, with the whole like Sony and Disney who owns the rights and all that jazz. Um, it's really interesting to sort of see them go through two different paths and, you know, like kind of take Spider-Man in two different ways. Though I feel like Into the Spider-Verse was a little bit more truer to like the Spider-Man nature, if you recall yes. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom Tom Holland does a good job of capturing Spider-Man as a 16-year-old, mm-hmm. right? But I, I feel couldn't... that it gets wrapped up with the whole like, you know, Marvel universe that he can't really breathe exactly. as, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's more what I meant is that yeah, he he it can't be just that character. It's that character existing within a plus Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Plus Tony. It's like, I don't, I don't want Iron Man and the Spider-Man movie. Like I don't, (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I really, really like this movie. Um, it's one that I'll put on just, hanging around the apartment if i'm trying to do some writing or anything like that just because it's it's such a fun movie to to watch but it's also a very good movie to to listen to if mm-hmm. that makes sense I, I i don't know if anyone else does that but it's it's a very good movie like there's not a lot of random sounds where i have to like stop what i'm doing and watch if that makes sense yeah the soundtrack is good everything is mixed well um i i really like it like i I don't really have any criticisms for this movie yeah neither do i i feel like this is a movie that you can watch with an entire family i don't think that there's any particularly like strong themes or anything associated with this movie um i do feel like it's something that you could watch like with your kids or um, something along those lines. And I also agree that it's just really well written. It's very, um, I guess, rewatchable because you do catch some certain things that you probably oh, yeah. didn't catch during your first showing. And the music's fantastic and the animation's fantastic. And, you know, if you're looking for like a good example of a decent um spider-man movie this is a good one to start off with oh yeah yeah Yeah. okay uh any last thoughts on that or no just i would definitely recommend it yeah two thumbs up (laughs) (laughs) fingers and toes thumbs two thumbs pointed up yeah Yeah. (laughs) that works um okay yeah so then uh for i guess mimi means did you want to go first or did you want me to you can go first since i think i only have two okay gotcha yeah i have um six but they're all movies and i think two of them are ones i want to talk about later like for a full episode yeah um so i'll start off with those that the talk about for a full episode is um uh my wife and i watched Houseu or house mm-hmm. uh it's an old japanese horror movie um it's it's very bizarre and there's a lot of stuff in there and i highly recommend everyone see it oh, okay. um it's not the type of horror movie like it's not like a ring or a grudge um it's it's more like like folktale ghost story if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so it's not like gruesome and graphic or you know anything like that um but it's it's uh it's one that i would like to talk about maybe for halloween or something we could yeah we could dig into that because it's also old enough that it's not really scary like it's kind of creepy but it's not really scary yeah (laughs) um and then the other one was uh, Sorry to Bother You, which I feel like is another good Halloween movie. It's uh. um, 
Have you seen it? No, I, I thought maybe it was something different. Um, there was another movie with a somewhat similar title. I, I'm blanking on the name, though. Well, sorry, sorry to bother you is the one where the guy gets the job in the telemarketing as a telemarketer. Yeah, it's like 70s. Like mm. it has a 70s. I'm not, okay. Then, no, I don't. I don't think we may be talking about two separate movies. Yeah, because be. this one is is a, a, a kind of a surprise horror movie. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're definitely talking about two different movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's another one that like maybe around Halloween time, maybe we can sift through and, and find, find something near to, to talk about, but it's, mm-hmm. it's very good. It's a, um, it's Boots Riley's first movie. So, um, he's, he's the, uh, the writer director on that. So, wow. um, if you're a fan of his, uh, I also highly recommend that, but you know, I, I feel like it's, those are two that I want to kind of put into my, uh, Docket. Deck of many things uh, to speak about later. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um. And then, yeah, did you you want to go? We can just kind of yeah. throw it back and forth. Um, so, I mean, I've been playing more Overwatch. Uh, they came out with a, a new character in Overwatch. Um, Echo uh, is the character. Um, oh. She's a, I guess dps character since you know overwatch separates their characters into tanks healers and dps um she's interesting she's very mobile and um she has a lot of uh, i guess options at the moment a lot of people are i guess worried that she might be a little overpowered but i really don't think she's too overpowered um the main thing that kind of like balances her out is like her hit points she doesn't really have that much like defense capability except for her mobility because she has this ability that allows her to fly and not many characters can fly in that game so she's uh able to get away fairly easy like kind of hit hard then get out of there but um but yeah it's it's been pretty fun um just sort of learning her like abilities and whatnot i normally personally don't play many dps rules i usually go with tank or a healer but it's been you know when a character gets first insert introduced into overwatch a lot of people just play them because it's the new hotness it's the new freshness and everything along those lines um so it's been uh interesting trying to like learn her strategy and everything like that like make sure that you're not um dying from her mobility and her like sneakiness but but yeah it's it's been fun um since a lot of us have been you know kind of sheltered in place we uh me and my friends usually get a full group of six people which is always nice yeah when you you know playing overwatch and everything just because when you have a a full group of folks you can really like coordinate and everything yeah so so yeah so that's been fairly fun okay cool well so is do you think a lot of the criticism with her being too powerful is that people don't want to learn new strategies and so they're just like no she's too powerful no um, do you think there's a little bit of that in there or do you think there's credence to the i think there is some credence in there um just because you know she is new um it is like you know having a new character you kind of wonder like did blizzard balance it correctly because you know sometimes blizzard doesn't balance things correctly (laughs) they've been known to sort of like screw the pooch on that one i don't know yeah (laughs) but um i personally just you know personally i think that it's a fairly uh balanced character okay yeah well i mean you would know i've i've never played overwatch like even on a free weekend or anything Mm mm-hmm 
Um, it looks fun. Yeah. It's just I've I've never. It's not the type of game that where I could like sit and build up enough skills to do because like I even fell off of uh what's the other uh apex apex legends oh yeah did you play that for a little bit uh i played it for a couple of weeks and then i was just like okay i'm i can't <laughs> yeah i mean yeah my my reflexes are not quick enough anymore um and yeah i mean they're they're fun the the lore in the world that they've built look, looks cool mm-hmm. um and I, I mean i love blizzard properties but um yeah, it's it's not one that that I don't think I have a pers- particular skill set <laughs> that would let me succeed very well. Uh, yeah, I mean, those games are, you know, something that you do have to kind of like learn and everything like that. It does take practice. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you have to like learn how to memorize the map and everything along those lines, and just sort of yeah. like, you know, know when to use your ability and there are like moments when you have to like get in certain positions and stuff like that but it's not like we play in a ranked mode or anything like that we're usually just doing quick play gotcha yeah gotcha mm-hmm. okay um well yeah so i am um, let's see all of mine are movies so uh watched rollerball have you ever seen no is that a mm-hmm. like a roller derby sort of thing uh kind of yeah so so it's based on a book um i watched the original james Kahn version uh they they made a version in the early 2000s um with ll cool j in it that i do not recommend hmm. um but the uh the the original adaptation it's an interesting dystopian sci-fi movie and oh. yeah it's it's roller derby but like the stakes are much higher like people will die playing oh <laughs> um, it's one of those kind of movies yeah so it, it's a really interesting dystopian movie um i recommend it if if you're in the mood for an old sci-fi because like american sci-fi movies are pretty much like thanks to people like roland emmerich and james cameron like they're they're these like big cg you know like well okay so my my old man is showing at this point but <laughs> but they like like what i remember I, back I, in I the don't, day well like they don't make slow quiet sci-fi movies anymore and a lot of times i feel like those are are interesting for different we- reasons don't get me wrong i still watched all three of the the new star trek movies and mm-hmm. i liked them like they're they're big they're not star trek but they're they're big and bombastic and they're um you know cg chaos yeah but um i mean they're fun to watch that's not me ragging on anything i'm just saying they they, they don't make they don't um, make movies like they used to <laughs> yeah they, they they don't make that type of movie anymore mm-hmm. um so I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe Quentin Tarantino is planning on that for whatever his next project is, because he like he seems Star to like Trek? playing around with, huh? Star Trek? No, just like a like an old slow sci-fi movie from oh. like the the fifties or sixties or seventies. Oh, just yeah. because like he tends to like playing in dead um, themes and genres. Mm-hmm. Um, that no one like because when was the last time someone had made a world war ii movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time someone made a spaghetti western <laughs> yeah it's been a while um yeah so he he tends to like playing in dead formats um and i feel like he could do something good in that aspect yeah that space or as or genre or aspect mm-hmm. um if he, just if he could like ease off of the foot love like <laughs> i feel like that would play a prominent role in whatever sci-fi society he sets up is it there much be a lot of foot love play. in um once upon a time uh Hollywood? there was a fair amount there was a fair amount really? <laughs> um, I don't remember. i'm not gonna lie there's there's a lot of shots of of um women from the the ground up and like their boot is in the shot or like Hmm. it focuses in on toes or i mean i I mean the the man's the the, the man knows what he likes yeah he he knows what he likes but it's like 
man, I just, I really would feel less, less uncomfortable if you would just stop focusing on people's feet so much, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm going to write down, since we've been talking about it for a while, I'm going to write down for our show notes, feet? Tarantino foot fetish. Um, yeah. So what was, what was your other thing? Oh, uh, go watch rollerball, the original, um, Watch the remake if you like the original and, and prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> wow, that was glowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess really the last thing for me is, um, so I started re-watching um, Unbreakable Kenny Smith. Uh, it's something that I had watched before, but I still kind of enjoy, I well, not kind of enjoy, I really do enjoy that like series. I think it's a good series. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, since I had downtime and everything, I was like, oh, I'll give it a rewatch. Um, okay. And I still think it holds up really well. Um, it's definitely a uh, movie I would recommend to anybody. Or not a movie, a show. A show. Um, I think it's like three seasons. Um, but, you know, I just, I love the main character's uh attitude towards everything it's written by tina fey so it's hilarious uh there's a lot of the same actors from 30 rock so if you enjoy that kind of you know humor uh i think it's something that um people could get behind and everything okay yeah i i've only seen the uh first two seasons of that oh really yeah i just i i kind of dropped off yeah i thought your wife would um i thought she was pretty big into it and everything oh yeah no no she she loves it i'm Mm -hmm. i'm not a huge tina fey fan oh okay um just with her her writing yeah i mean it's it's it, it would be funnier for like like a movie or or like like for for a set period of time mm-hmm. I, I guess um but yeah like i just i started 30 rock and i just could not get into it mm. yeah i think um, kimmy is, schmidt's better than 30 rock i i think, I, I think so too i think the overall concept because the concept of it is um she was abducted at a young age like when she was 15 um by this reverend who was basically a doomsday prepper who was yeah. like, oh, the world's going to end. Come to my bunker with these, I think, three other women. And uh, you're going to live there with me. And so she lived in the bunker for about 10 years. So she's like 25, 26. Um, yeah. And having and, to reintegrate. <laughs> yeah. Like try to figure out um, new technology and a new way of life. And she's living in New York and, um, you know, uh, shenanigans uh ensue so i i think it's a lot of fun um i definitely enjoy just sort of the overall theme of it as well as the attitude but um but yeah it's and it's always nice kind of like re-watching a show and everything just because you know you forget about a particular like show and um it's just nice to kind of revisit it. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been doing a lot of that lately, probably out of a need for, for comfort is rewatching old things that I've seen. That you know, are good. Yeah, yeah. That I know are good that I enjoy. Um, like, well, and like I, uh, I rewatched, um, you only live twice, which, probably hands down my favorite bond movie um largely because of the music um yeah it's the one where he goes to japan it's it's one that they wouldn't make now like it's it's not very culturally sensitive or or, um you know they're just like all of the connery bond movies like there's just a lot of misogyny in it um yeah so i mean like it's stuff that hasn't aged well Mm-hmm. But I mean, if if you like Bond movies um, and have not seen any of the older ones, I would say give this one a shot. The music is fantastic. The rest of the story is 
Yeah, it's it's a Bond movie. It's not <laughs> it's not a great story, but it's it's a Bond movie. Um, they shoot it in Japan and Hong Kong, so there's a lot of you know special on on set or on on uh, location shots. Hmm. Um. But uh. But yeah. Yeah. Saw that. Um. Did you have anything else? Nah. Pretty much. That pretty was much uh. That was overwatching Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. It's a pretty good week. Pretty yeah. Good week. I, and again, you know, it is nice to sort of like watch things that are, you know, are good. So yeah. you can like, you know, not have to worry about like watching something just being like, oh, well, I wasted a little bit of my time because like I ended up watching this uh, one show on Netflix. I think I watched, I gave it two episodes, uh, Lock and Key. Have you heard of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have. No. Did you enjoy it or? Uh, I I did, but um, I have a feeling that. Well, obviously you you did not, but um, what? Why did you not enjoy that? Well, I knew it was a comic book, but like it's based off of a comic book, but it doesn't really have like that comic book appeal to it. Like, you know, I could not tell that it was a comic book. Um, the kids are super annoying. Um, I think they, they got very generic kid actors, which is unfortunate. I think the young kid is probably the best actor out of them all. And um, it, yeah, yeah, it just it felt very, um, very basic like you kind of knew what was going to go on and everything like that um and yeah yeah i well so so like i really enjoyed um the umbrella corp or the umbrella um what was it called the umbrella umbrella company no academy academy um because again it was very it was comic booky it was very like you know they played to the comic book aspect. Like, if you right. didn't tell me that this was based off of a comic, I'd be like, oh, it's a teen drama then. It's a teen drama with mysticism. Yeah, I, well, so, there's, so, I I like it for what it is, I will say. Now, one of the things I commented to, to my wife, because she loves the, uh, the, comic series that it's Mm -hmm. based on um there's going to be a whole lot of surprised parents in the direction that they they decided to take on that show just because like the show itself is kind of like a like a fantasy like you said like a teen drama Mm -hmm. right um it's also if you look at the rating for it on netflix it's tv 14 yeah. So it's made for people 14 or, or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, that comic series is a Joe Hill comic, and it is a very mature, very dark comic. Yeah. Um, and I it's, get it's like a horror fantasy, dark fantasy type comic. Yeah. Um, it's not really appropriate for 14 year olds, uh, yeah. if I'm being honest. But, you know. I, I didn't have a point when I was watching the show where I was just like, well, this is dumb. I'm going to stop watching now. Um, like I have with other Netflix shows. Um, yeah. I mean, because like, I, I, feel I like... kind of got to that point. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like the story didn't draw me in too much. Um, it, again, the acting isn't that. I, I'm not saying that the acting wasn't that great. It's just like. I couldn't get behind any of the kids except for the younger kid. Um, It's just like teen problems or teens having teen problems. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's um, those, those first two episodes, if I remember right, kind of slow moving. Like it, it picks up a little bit later, but I mean, it's also not for everyone. It's, it's not, at all what i was expecting mm-hmm. um because you know the comic series is really really good but yeah. you know um so 
my my last two things are very controversial. Oh, no. Let's, let's see how, how long we, we talk. Um, yeah. So one of them is The Rise of Skywalker. So oh, you're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. I, I, I watched it in theaters. Um, that came out a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I have the, the Blu-ray because I am a completionist and I wanted all the movies and my wife was like, why did you get that? Um, it's, it's not my favorite. I, I feel like it is probably the worst of the movies. Okay. It would, it would be better if they had done what the original writer wanted and split it up into two because like it, it moves so quickly. It does. Um, and and I I don't know I feel like they they Abrams was just so trying to throw everything that Ryan Johnson did out the window yeah. that he was trying to make two movies at one time yeah and, and it, it doesn't does really feel... fit in the throw in the the grand scheme of things yeah but again um, it is a Star Wars movie and I feel like yeah. they hit the Star Wars movie like high points and stuff in this movie sure sure. Um, you know, and you saying that it's probably the worst out of the three. Is that what you're saying? Uh, oh, of, of the three new ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was saying worst of all of them, but. Oh, of all of them, even the. Yeah. 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 I mean, even that as a worst movie, like it's still a good movie. I still enjoy it. I think it's a you know a decent star wars movie so yeah i mean well and and me saying that is not like yeah trying to piss on anyone's cereal right like that's i i i'm I'm just i'm shocked with with as much food and maybe it was because it was overhyped too um but like the you there's just things in it that it's just like i don't know why you would introduce that in this movie at this point, but okay. Um, you know, like they, 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 they were just mistakes. I think they, that they made because they were trying to avoid any backlash like the last Jedi did hmm. or like the last Jedi got. Um, I know that because because I knew that J.J. Abrams was coming back when this was in theaters before I had seen it or read anything about it. I went to uh, the the Reddit fan theories and looked up some of the most toxic arguments on there and was texting with a friend. So there's evidence. And I was like, OK, they're going to do this. They're going to do this. And they're going to do this, mm-hmm. I think and this friend had seen it and i had not yet and they're like okay we'll text when you get out of the movie and sure enough all of the things that that you know the the very vocal toxic fans were wanting were things that they catered to so i don't know i there are just story beats in there that i feel like don't fit um but you know it, it, I guess it's a good, it's a good like sci-fi movie, but it's not. It doesn't fit with what came before, if that makes sense. It's it's just like the new Star Trek movies. Like they're not Star Trek movies. They're they're just like if you slapped anything else on it, it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of lets down everything, in in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I. I do think that there were some points in it that, you know, J.J. Abrams was trying to hit and there were a lot of things that, you know, people could see coming. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it is Star Wars and it's very formulaic at this moment. Um, But... Oh, yeah. You know, so... I would give Well, yeah, and I mean, those those are similar arguments um to uh 
like Marvel, like a lot of people complain because like Marvel's cookie cutter now. And and it's like, yeah, like there's there's kind of a rut. You're right that they've they've kind of fallen into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I do feel like it delivers on the promise of being a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I my um, because all, all of my things are, are more like technical quibbles or story writing quibbles rather than like anything that we're shown on the screen like it it checks all the boxes of of the franchise i guess mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean that that, that is a, a point i hadn't considered but it's um it it leads me into when when we sat down to watch the uh the blu-ray my wife was like wait i remember some things from this movie let's watch cats instead and so we watched cats oh okay yeah <laughs> um i don't know i i had a good time with cats yeah. i i recommend it to everyone um and, and the reason i threw it in is kind of a controversial one is that there was a whole lot of clamor i don't know if you remember or not or if you saw it or paid attention to it but there was a whole lot of clamor when it came out where people were just like wait these cats are doing what and and like the reaction to the movie was like yeah man like that's always been the story like that's what these cats are doing (laughs) yeah i actually haven't seen that movie so oh well i highly recommend it it's it's very fun um probably if you watch it probably not going to watch it (laughs) well if if you watch it now like we we saw it opening night like which to be fair it was dumb that they opened against rise of skywalker like why would any big budget movie open against a star wars movie yeah um people like studios purposely angle away from those dates yeah um but they just leaned into it, I guess. Um, they didn't do very well at all. But but like we saw it opening night and there were... Yeah, I know that there were a lot of controversies of like, you know, digitally yeah. remastering like things. Like... Yeah, well, so they, they didn't have all the CG patched in. And so like there are scenes where like you can see, opening night at least, where you, you were able to see Judy Dench's like real human hand with her wedding band on it. Yeah. For instance um instead of her furry cat paw mm-hmm. um but if you were to watch it now like all the D- all the cg has been patched in yeah um but it, it's just funny it, it remind like when when it was in theaters uh all the people that were just like horrified that the story of cats is the story of cats and it's like where 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 you been for 40 years that's this is this this is this musical <laughs> yeah or i mean some people probably don't even know the story of cats like you know yeah i mean that's that's probably a lot of it too because mm-hmm. like, i mean man. i couldn't tell you the story of cats i don't know oh do do you want me to tell you the story of cats um no <laughs> no <laughs> that's how much i'm interested i'll give you a solid no on that one <laughs> um it's Are i, you going I to do, do it anyway great it's pretty funny it's well, I mean, it, it's it's cats and they're all um, telling their story through song and dance and mm-hmm. why they deserve to get to the heavy side layer. What's the heavy side layer, you ask? It's no, their afterlife. Uh, it's okay. their afterlife. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all arguing why they should die and then live again. And that uh, that's that's the thing that people are like, the story of cats is what? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's that's that's in the original that's not like they're making things up but <laughs> cool 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 yeah cool 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 <laughs> like i said still probably not quite see it yeah i mean it's 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 a broken up vignette of a bunch of different songs like it's a standard broadway musical yeah um, and yeah yeah like and there's there's choices in that one too that i you know don't agree with like in terms of casting it's why would you cast this person who very clearly cannot sing mm-hmm. um, to be in this singing role? But okay. Um, you know, it's fun if that's the sort of thing you're into. Yeah. Um, 
oh man it just it literally just occurred to me as i said that that there are probably waves and waves of rule 34 on the internet centered around cats cats well i isn't there like like the new the, one the yeah the butthole edition where it shows all the cats like no, that's a hoax <laughs> is it that's a well okay so the reason that that's a hoax it like think about it i know I'm, why I'm why like well and and this is directed to anyone who thinks that the butthole mix is real um why would they spend money animating buttholes on cats when they could like and then immediately take them out like why would you spend time animating something that you're just going to take out anyway mm-hmm um, it's a funny story, and I don't know if you've seen online. I can I can text it to, or hell, maybe I'll just put a link in the show notes. Someone has edited the the trailer to Cats mm-hmm. by adding these these giant pink buttholes at the base of the tails of all the characters, right. like just in the trailer. Yeah, um, I'm sure that guy had lot or gal had lots of uh, time on their hand. Yeah, they probably did, but yeah, I um. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that that link in the show notes. Let me make a note to myself. Link okay. to butthole mix. There you go. Cats trailer. I'm sure you're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, "What?" Yeah. No, well, it's just funny because this notebook will have a line in it that says "Link to butthole mix cats trailer." Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I I guess that's it for this week. Um. The current book club book is The Last Unicorn, which we'll cover in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with COVID going on, there's no conventions that we're covering right now. Um, yeah, which definitely sucks. I mean, I yeah. know. Well, I, I mean, you can always. Well, like you can you can always check online. Like my wife is in the other room right now. Um, do you remember Dark Side of the Con that we went up to last year? um oh yeah um or my wife and i i mean went went up to jersey to see it's the the dark wave like music festival slash convention mm-hmm. um on twitch they have uh artists uh playing sets and stuff um which i mean this will be like long music. since past but yeah like like music uh hosting panels and stuff like that and you can kind of tip the people as they're going because a lot of these bands like that's how they make their money and like they can't perform anywhere Uh, so hmm. yeah like a lot of dj sets and stuff so uh i know a couple weeks ago there was something called um home con which was just entirely through twitch where it was just different panels but they had panels with people from like rain um one of the assassin's creed games um there were a couple of other shows like I, I I didn't really care about any of the shows necessarily, but like there are a lot of places that are doing like streaming conventions where you just mm. buy a digital pass for like five or ten bucks. That's cool. And you have access to their channel and you can kind of, you know, watch the panels as, as you see fit. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, with with that, it's definitely the interaction, too, that I I'm definitely miss with you know not being able to go out and uh see folks and whatnot oh yeah 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 which um yeah i mean i i guess that's that's it for this week we'll uh be back next episode let me flip through what is the next thing we're talking about oh uh, we're talking about Masters of the Universe, the 80s Dolph Lundgren film, oh, yeah. which is actually on um, Amazon Prime. If you mm. I think it's on Amazon Prime and Netflix, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the book is Last Unicorn. So we'll talk about that when we talk about it. All right. So uh, in the meantime, um, everyone stay safe, stay inside, and stay frosty. Stay golden. Yeah, and stay happy. Yeah, stay happy. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. See you guys.